Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello and welcome to a very special, special Wednesday edition of Blog Talk Radio. This is uh, this is Robin Schooling along with uh, Mike Vandervoort. Hi, Mike. Uh, hi, Robin. How are you today? <clears throat> I am good. I'm, I'm confused what day it is because um, we're doing yep. our show on a different than our normal Tuesday, but. Um, it's kind of kind of exciting, and and we wanted to do a special show to to talk to our special guests that we have today. We um, so we Wednesday's did. good. I'm 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 freezing, but other than that, it's <laughs> beautiful. Okay, don't. It's beautiful. Okay. Yeah, it's so sunny let's, here, but uh, it's pretty chilly as well. Anyway, go ahead. Weather talk is done. Yeah, introduce. I, I think it's <laughs> I think it's cold all over the country. Um, and we'll find out from our guest what her weather is like. So um, welcome to our guest, um, Sarah Morgan, who is uh, joining us today. Hello, Sarah, also known as hello. Buzz on HR. Hello, hello. <laughs> Thank you all for having me. I'm so glad to be back. It's been it's been far too long since I've been here at the drive-thru, so thank you. I know. I love the, I And love, it's cold uh, here. And, it's, a, it's a lovely 30-something degrees here in North Carolina. Oh. It's cold. I'm I'm already I'm over winter. And soon I'll be over yeah. summer. So, you know, yeah. there's like three weeks a year where I think we're actually collectively satisfied with the weather. And aside from that, we're complaining about it being too hot or too cold. So Yeah, true. That is true. That is so true. So um, for those of our uh, of our listeners who uh, are not familiar with you, Sarah, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself um, and uh, you know, kind of your uh, your connection to the world of HR, and then we're going to launch off into what 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 we could term a, a passion. Let's say that. All right. So I am Sarah Morgan. My Twitter and other social media handles is the buzz on HR. I've been a practicing human resources professional for 20 years. Um, currently the senior director of human resources for an international home security systems company. And I've been in this role for five years and I've worked my way up from a recruiting coordinator back in the early 2000s to where I am um, now. So I've done it all. Um, back in <laughs> 2000, I had I done it all, seen it all, who have all the T-shirts. Um, but back in yep. 2011, I started my blog, which is also called The Buzz on HR, and I talk about human resources, leadership, and management. And I've from there, I've gone on to do quite a bit of speaking um, and additional writing beyond my own blog. I'm very proud to say I was featured in Black Enterprise last year yeah. in an article, and that article has now been put in the queue for republication in the magazine, so I'm going to get a, a lovely feature spread there, um, and I'll be joining their contributing writers team um, in about a month. Oh, so, Oh, so yeah, breaking awesome. news. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, Ooh. so you know, just continuing to to work hard at my desk, and then work hard when I'm not at my desk to make 
the world of work better and to help human resources people and and the people who manage people, you know, be better at at what it is that they do. And when I'm not doing all of that, I have a wonderful husband and five amazing children. We are um, quite the blended family and uh, (laughs) and a host of friends. And I try to relax and all that stuff too. But yeah, that takes up a lot of time. Yep. I think you are always, you are always on the go. Yeah. That's my, always doing something. Yeah. I'm at the point now where I have to kind of schedule, I have to schedule down time just to make sure that I have time to (sighs) unplug and relax. And, you know, I'm, I'm introverted, which people find very hard to believe. So I have to, I call it my introvert turn up. You know, I got to cuddle up with my blanket in peace and solitude <laughs> and uh-huh, not do anything. Uh-huh. So I need, I need those moments and I have to make sure that I take care of myself and schedule that time. Yeah. Now you mentioned um, speaking um, yep. and, and, you know, going out and talking at different events. And I know um, I'm going to give a shout out to Q because um, Q is of course our uh, sponsor at drive through HR. And you spoke at the Q conference, one of the Q conferences, Last year, um, yeah, so I was Mike, at the Mike worked with you I on was that. At the fall conference. Yeah, I was at the fall conference with Mike as their opening keynote, talking about political correctness and moving away from that, learning more about microaggression. It was quite the session. Um, <laughs> I mean, well, listen, you know, opening a conference from from that lens is pretty much unheard of. And when I remember when Mike and I first started talking, I was like, we opening like this, like this, that's crazy. (laughs) This is crazy. But, you know, hats off to Q for just really being committed to diving headfirst into that space because labor relations, that kind of stuff is, is smack dab at the heart of it. You know, the ability to sift through, discrimination and harassment and bullying and, and microaggression is at the foundation of all those things. So until we, until we start to understand that and figure out how we're going to address that as organizations, we're going to continue to have problems. And so, you know, I really applaud them for just being willing to take that chance and say, we're not going to shove this off into some concurrent session we're going to open our conference with this yep. and we don't care that it's going to be super duper uncomfortable and you know, really, and the the coffee had not kicked in, so uh, you know, yeah. we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna wake everybody up on multiple was, levels, it, you know, to what's it, going on here. And I, it was it was a great experience. They, they were awake, whether or not they were all woke, I don't know, but uh, it, it definitely exactly. was a, it, it was definitely challenge challenging, and it I, I'm not sure that I would repeat. That. I mean, I'm, I'd be happy to have that content again i'm not sure i'd repeat that slap the people my whole audience in the face first thing in the morning <laughs> yeah it was i came for their next like i you know i pulled no punches up there so yeah it was it was first thing in the morning with a full like breakdown history of of supremacy and patriarchy in the united states they were not ready <laughs> they were not ready so um it was it was it was it was intentional. I mean, not. I mean, it was an experiment. And and yeah, Sarah, thanks for the compliment. I mean, it you know it it it, it some people really loved it. Others got you know not so much, and for mm-hmm. a wide variety of reasons. But I think that uh, I think it was I think it was brave of the committee chair or the program chairs that we worked with to, to allow it to be presented that way. And I do think it 
it, it, I heard people still talking about it day two and day three of the conference. Yep. So you definitely made an impression. And um, the other thing is, too, I think is the opportunity to get, you know, a, a non, not that you're not part of HR, but it's sort of a non-traditional voice for our group, you know, from a, mm-hmm. coming from a different perspective, but also to give, you know, give you, you a chance to get up and keynote uh, in front of HR people. Um, because I think there's a it's still an issue with that across a lot of organizations that it still seems like a lot of, you know, a lot of white people still keynoting. I hate to say it that way, but it, mm-hmm. it does feel that that's way. Middle-aged <laughs> white dudes. Yeah, that's the way to say it, though. Yeah. So, so anyway, trying to do a little bit about, you know, balancing one one pebble on, on, on balancing that scale, I guess. So we 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 uh, we learned a lot from it. So thanks for doing it. Anyway, let's next well on Q's survey. Let's talk about <laughs> Black Blogs Matter. Yes, yes. let's talk let's, about so Black Blogs Matter. Tell, tell us, because uh, uh, this is we're in year three now. Yes. So take us back a little bit in time um, to when you when you launched and and when you launched the challenge. Can yeah, the, the the challenge started in 2017. For me, that that kind of the catalyst that let I feel like led me to the challenge was um, was Trayvon Martin, which mm. oddly enough is also the catalyst that led to Black Lives Matter becoming a, mm-hmm. a full-fledged, you know, international organization. And not that I like him, what I'm doing to them, but but the parallels are definitely there. Um, but when that happened, I don't like. I just took that so to heart because I have I have hoodie-wearing sons who could yeah. have just as easily been coming back from a friend's house or from the store and been. They have been approached, first of all. Let me start by saying that. Like, that has, that has happened to my children where someone has come up and looked at them and said that they didn't belong mm. in the place where they were. So, mm. and that's happened to my cousins, my brothers, my husband, like men that I, that I know and love and respect. Mm-hmm. So that could have been any of them in that circumstance. And it just struck me in such a different place. And I can remember coming to work after that was over and no one was talking about it. And then when I'm looking on social media in, you know, the, the blogosphere and community that we have, nobody's talking about it there either. And it's yeah. like, okay, well, and I, I wrote a post about it um, just because I needed to get it out. Um, and it was fairly well received. It got, re, you know, it got reshared and reposted on a couple of other sites syndicated and and that was great. And then, you know, life goes on and there are more killings and more outrage. And still, as a HR community, we're silent. And yeah. for me, I was I just stopped writing. I was like, I can't, you know, this, this is in my head. I don't know how my audience is going to receive it. I don't know how people are going to react to me talking openly about how I'm feeling about this topic, how it relates to the subject of business and so on and so forth. And then right. we started, you know, and then here comes me too. And here comes time's up. And still we're not having, you know, a lot of conversation about that. We, we let that, you know, stay on Twitter as like a celebrity thing, but we as a, as a community of, of HR bloggers and leaders weren't addressing that stuff. And I, 
I just shut down. Like I was like, I don't know if I can do this because we're not talking about the things that really matter anymore. At least not right. things that matter to me. So um, ultimately, you know, I stopped blogging for probably about six months. Thank God for Janine Truitt, who said, you know, you got to get it together <laughs> and, and get back <laughs> out there. And she said, you know, try a blog challenge, try doing a writing challenge. So I started researching different ones. I still didn't find anything with the content that I was looking for. And, and what do you do when you do that? You make your own thing. And so that's what yep. I did. Um, and in 2017, we, I wrote for 28 days straight through the month of February for Black History Month about everything from um, white privilege to black hair to being the first and only, you know, black person in a um, role or in an organization. And and those topics kind of ran, ran the gamut. And um, I had no idea how it was going to be received. But overall, I was really happy that it was received positively. I got a lot. I did get, you know, some messages on the side, emails and direct messages and the occasional um, trolly comments on Twitter just saying, you know, why, you know, why are you doing this or this isn't necessary or if, you know, this is reverse racism, all those typical things that you hear. And, um, and, and that was rough, but to some extent to be expected and, but pushed through that, finished the 28 days and then I felt like I was done. <laughs> like I was like, I'm not, all right, I got this out. I'm done with it. And then I went on during 2017 to talk about the incidents at Charlottesville. Like I just became much more in, for lack of a better word, in your face and outspoken yeah, yeah. about these the, the intersections between what's going on in the world of like our politics and social movements and how that relates to the workplace and human resources what things uh-huh. we need to be looking out for and, and how we need to be, you know, taking a firmer stance. And I just, this challenge for me kicked those doors open because once I realized yeah. that I could say it, that my audience was going to continue to to rock with me. Like everyone can, I can remember people saying it's, it's suicide for my blog. Nobody's going to read this. My readership and subscriptions went up. So that wasn't true. Like everything that everyone told mm-hmm. me was going to happen, it didn't go down mm-hmm. the way that they told me. And so I knew I had, I knew I was onto something for myself mm-hmm. and for our community. And I felt like I had to keep going. I didn't want to do another challenge though. Um, and I only did it because of pressure from other people who mostly asking because they didn't get a chance to participate the way they wanted to the year before and uh-huh. they wanted to do it. Um, so I came back and I said, I can't do another 28 days of straight of writing. So in 2018, it became a weekly challenge. And we went for 28 weeks with um, with new topics and more weekly themes. And uh-huh. I also added a micro blog challenge to it. And that I did for the 28 days of February, really just highlighting some of my favorite bloggers in different genres, like from, from fashion to finance to... Uh-huh moms and you know um geek geek stuff and tech stuff like I I (laughs) highlighted different bloggers just to to amplify those voices to people who may or may not have seen them otherwise so that was a secondary piece and then I added merchandise you know I started selling hashtag Mm -hmm. black blogs matter t-shirts on my teespring store um so all of that happened and then 
Malfest and had much higher participation, you know, beyond myself. It was more than just me writing. I, Jasmine Wilkes, HR Jazz, yeah. um, joined into the fray. Tamara Raspberry, of course, Janine and Kirsten both came back. Yeah. Victoria Million did a lot of microblogging um, alongside that. And we just saw a lot more sharing. There were also bloggers who were not human resources bloggers who did blogging and blogging within the themes of the yeah. week. So, it, yeah. it grew, and that was great. Um, and so now here we are in 2019, <laughs> a new set of topics for 12 weeks this year, not 16. So we started with Martin Luther King's birthday yesterday, and mm-hmm. we'll carry on through Black History Month in, into the end of Women's History Month. And, uh, you know, I think that's – I, I love that time of the year. I think everybody – I think people of color and women just get hype <laughs> during yeah, that, yeah. that time of year because there's so much focus on the accomplishments of marginalized people who you don't hear about as often in the history books. And, and we start talking about the various accomplishments of, of those individuals. And, and that's a great celebration. It always has been for me a great time of year. So I'm excited for, you know, the new challenge, yeah. the new topics. We, I worked with Jonathan Henderson out of New York to create an, a logo for Black Blogs Matter that I can use both in the challenge um, as well as, as more T-shirts and stuff because people people liked that. So we yes. like wearing, you know, we like wearing our activism. It's, it's kind of a thing nowadays. We like representing things um, that way. So it it lends itself naturally to all of that. So, you know, that's where we are. And the yep. first post for me for week one of this, this 12 week run for 2019 dropped yesterday with black blog still matter. Um, yep. Talking about all the reasons why I'm I'm doing this again and going to keep doing it. Yep. And, and, you know, one of the things, um, and I so noticed this last year, um, <laughs> During the challenge, it is you know just what you said. It expanded um, the use of the hashtag, the extension of the community around the themes and writing and talking, you know, and kind of connecting with each other. It expanded so much beyond beyond HR last year, mm-hmm. which is is what's needed as well, you know, so that it doesn't become this little. Um, and maybe echo chamber is the wrong word, but, you know, a, it's kind of this smaller community of people coalescing around around this conversation, it really, it it expanded out beyond that. And those folks, mm-hmm. like you said, other people that you highlighted, fashion or music or tech or design or whatever, you know, that I saw diving into Shame. the conversation, especially yeah. on Twitter. I agree. And and from I think when we get into our, you know, areas of specialty, it's so easy to forget that um supremacy and patriarchy, for lack of uh, you know, the, sim- the simplest terms, extends yeah. into all industries. Tech is still very white and very male. Um, the executive level of the music industry, the sports industry, the fashion industry, you know, it it extends into all of that. So, of course, the people who write and blog and vlog in those places are going to share some of these sentiments and these same experiences because the same things that are happening in those places 
you know, that are happening, human resources is happening in those places too. What I think is unique and why I think it's so important for the human resources community to read and think about these topics is we are the ones that everybody is coming to to solve these problems. So if we don't understand how the systems work, if we're not educated about how these, you know, the outside world and, and the systems that marginalize people creep its way into our policies, creep its way into our pay practices and all of that, if we don't understand how that works, we can't lead the way out. And everybody's looking at us. You know, and these yeah. these hot button issues surrounding pay equity and inclusion and diversity, they are laying that stuff at our feet at every yeah. turn. And we are and we can, we don't get the luxury of saying this. This is not our problem, particularly when we've been, you know, pounding our fists and, and asking for vo- more, more voice, more strategic um, impact, you know, listen to us, give us a seat at the table and then we sit yeah. down and we ain't got nothing to say. We don't we don't yeah. get the option to do that. So if anybody should be paying attention to this and thinking about it critically and you know getting educated and, and being becoming prepared on how to implement strategies to overcome this kind of stuff, it has to be us. There's there's no other department who's gonna do it, accounting? Like they're not equipped. Right. This is this is our this is our thing. We got. We have to be the ones to do this and lead this. Um, and I think where we are, as a, as an, as in particular in America and, and as a world, you know, right now these topics are so rich and there's so much opportunity for us to make headway. HR's got to dive into this and be willing to lead the way out. Yeah, and and, and I think your 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 key word there is lead the way out because I think we need to get more and more HR people to be proactive around these conversations. And, uh, you know, much like you did at the Q conference that we talked about, kind mm-hmm. of, you know, challenging people um, instead of being being reactive on the, on the backside, which is the very easy, comfortable niche that a lot of HR practitioners still like to place themselves in. Well, it's not right. really an issue – until maybe somebody comes and brings something up to me. Instead mm-hmm. of having understanding, being aware, um, and and thinking through things and and again leading leading their organization on the right path and taking taking the the actions to have those difficult conversations, um, <coughs> whether they be challenging yeah. An individual or um, laying that groundwork. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, there's there's so much opportunity for us as a human resources, you know, entity to just be more proactive. Um, we can't wait for people to complain to us because, right, by the time complaints reach our desk. it's likely that this person has been suffering with whatever this issue is for quite some time, particularly when you're, when you're talking about issues of pay inequity and you're talking about issues of um, harassment and discrimination, people, 
don't usually jump right up and wave their hands when they're upset about that. They usually sit with it for months. So the liability that has built up for your organization in the meanwhile, one, and the bad energy, um, you know, that impacts your productivity and your effectiveness, the communication between that individual and everybody it is that they work with and just their overall and your culture, you know, as an organization, all of that has been sitting, you know, stale. If we just, as, as HR, if we just sit and wait for that stuff to come to us, we are already, we already lost. We're all, we're already behind. So I challenge human resources people to get more proactive when it comes to that stuff. Start um, looking at your pay practices before you get the Department of Labor complaint. Start looking at equity in your positions between your men and your women, between your white people and your people of color, between your differently abled individuals versus those of us who are able-bodied. Like, start looking at those differences in your organization before it becomes an issue. Because if you wait, you've already lost. And why would you, why would we want to, you know, espouse all these lofty values and ethics and then not pay people fairly until they make a complaint? Like that doesn't even Mm -hmm. line up. So I just, Mm -hmm. we have an opportunity to, be more proactive as far as that goes. And I know it's hard. Um, I work a desk, so I understand leadership is not always willing to hear and they're not always willing to act when they do hear, but we can't, you know, we can't give up just because that's the case. And if you do a thorough audit and you come up with a reasonable plan on how to address these things and you bring that to the leadership beyond you, the decision makers beyond you in your organization, and they completely reject it, you probably shouldn't be there no more. Like don't waste, don't waste your talent. Don't waste your, your goodness. um, And don't further damage the profession by sitting on your hands and just saying, well, I tried. Oh, try Mm -hmm. to dust your resume off and move on. Try that mm-hmm. <laughs> because we can't, mm-hmm. we have to stop allowing organizations and the people who make decisions to not be accountable for what they do. And when we sit and stay there anyway, we become complicit in it. Yeah. We've, if, if this is going to work, if Me Too and Time's Up and Black Lives Matter, Black Blogs Matter, whatever the hashtag movement is, if these things are going to work, Good people have to walk away from mm-hmm. bad and let that mm-hmm. sit and stew because that's going to shine the spotlight and either those entities that aren't doing what they're supposed to do are going to get called out and they're going to get shut down or they're not going to have the business, they're not going to have the success that they had because everybody's going to know they're not doing right. That's what has right. to happen. And I get that those, yeah. I get fully that that's very, very difficult, but I don't, there's no other way. You know, that is the, mm-hmm. that is the way that change gets affected. That is the way that things get better. Yeah. Well, we, um, three minutes left. <laughs> yeah. 
We knew this okay. was going quick. <laughs> we knew it was going to happen. Mike's got to come in and, and be the timekeeper. Thank I, you. I, I've been I've been actually trying to fix a printer while we were doing this, as, as and you guys were carrying <laughs> on a great conversation, so I didn't interrupt. Sarah, um, just real quick, uh, last thoughts or not? Yeah, well, last thoughts and tell people where they can find you on on okay. your twitters and everywhere else. Um. So last thoughts. Please read and support hashtag Black Blogs Matter, not just for me, but for all the other brilliant writers who are just pouring out their heart and souls into tackling some very difficult topics. We're talking about diversity and inclusion. We're talking about allyship. We're talking about diversity fatigue. These are tough topics. It's not easy for anybody to put their words on paper for the world to words on the internet for the world to read. So please support that, you know, um, and, and read it and give some critical, critical thought work to how, what you can do better to cultivate your own awareness and be, and do better, you know, in the spaces you occupy. So that, that's my final thoughts on that. As far as me, um, where you can find me is the buzz on HR. My website um, is that, my Twitter handle, my Instagram, my Facebook is that. I'm Sarah K. Morgan on LinkedIn. Um, And also want to encourage you all to check out the Leading in Color podcast, which will be launching soon. So I'm starting my own podcast, which will kind of be like um, a hodgepodge mix of, of what I do with the Buzz on HR on a regular basis and what I do with Black Blogs Matter, really talking about leadership and management with a social consciousness and a diversity inclusion lens. So that will be launching in February, and I'll be having two episodes a month. So I'm excited about building that new enterprise as well as the writing and the speaking and stuff that I'm already doing, as though I'm not busy enough. So, but please, you know, keep a mind on all of yep. that. And thank you guys so much for having me. We're, we're glad, always glad to have Absolutely. you. Thanks for w- what you're doing. Um, you know, talking about it makes a difference some way, even if it's just little baby steps, right? So, True. Yeah. Congratulations. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> I, I think we actually might be off the air. I'm not sure. Okay. We might be. <laughs> Congratulations on the new podcast. Thank you. Thank you. I look forward to it. Thank you, Sarah. All right. See you later. Thanks. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye, all.